Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to listen today, Getting Branded with Air Brew. Today is episode two, and I have two amazing ladies from Think New Events here today, Shelly Newman and Kimberly Willis. They are a full-service corporate events planning team who is passionate about client relationships and their, and their objectives. They are also based out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. They will, be, uh, they will help explain how to adjust to a day's world to meet corporate event planning needs safely. Ladies, thank you for joining me today. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and say hello? Hello, Hi. Eric. Hi, Eric. Uh, this is Shelly. Thanks for having us. You've been, talk about amazing, you've been an amazing partner for the past, what, five, six years for us. Um, I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but thank you for having <laughs> us and we adore you. But yeah, like you said, we're a third party corporate event planning group. Um, we customize events based on what our clients need. So once they figure it out and we get a strategy set, we create and manage pretty much all aspects of corporate events. So from uh, selecting a site, negotiating that site, as well as all the other vendors, um, managing the budget and cost allocations, design themes, program staffing, corporate premiums, all those good things. And we do it all. So we're excited to be on with you today. Well, that sounds, it sounds like you take a lot of the headache out of the events for the business themselves that are uh, working with you guys. Yes. Uh, uh, this is Kimberly. Uh, <laughs> our portfolio mostly consists of corporate engagement. So we do, we try to we try to take any headaches uh, that they feel are just not in their wheelhouse um, and is in ours. So the, the programs can vary from incentive travel, summits, conferences um, that may include product training, executive board meetings, or hackathons. Um, we've done various events for Samsung, Toby Dynavox, US and, US and MLS Soccer, Comscope, uh, just to name a few. Very nice. Well, I mean, I know in my industry, nobody really grows up wanting to be a promotional products uh, branding salesperson. So kind of why don't you both let me know kind of how you chose the profession that you guys are in? All right, I'll take that. Well, actually, you're right. Event planning, if you look it up, is one of the most stressful jobs out there. I think it's listed as like number five. So it is kind of crazy, and especially now um, with the state of the world that we're living in. Um, but you know what? We love it. Um, it allows us to be what they say now, all the things. So from creative, strategic, empathetic, analytical, um, we get to be up close and personal and organized and outgoing and just all the attributes of our personalities. All the while, we get to travel to some of the most amazing places, culture, cuisine, and get to work with all types of people. Um from the back of the house at the hotels, you know, through even our drivers who get to drive our VIP clients to and from airports. Um, we just get to meet the most incredible people. So Kimberly, she came from a finance, finance, sorry, and catering background while I worked in communications, public relations and promotions. So when we met about uh, eight years ago, it's kind of a perfect time and place type deal. Um, the one thing we agreed on was that we had the gift to be servant leaders and corporate events really allows us to exercise and share that gift on a daily basis. So um, it's sort of an addiction. I tell people we work really long and hard for so long, like preparing and planning for these events. And then some of them only happen for a day. Some of them happen, you know, for a week long event, but to see all that work, you know, collide and come together and execute, hopefully most of the time flawlessly, it's just an addiction and we can't get enough of it. So we love it. And that's kind of, you know, what we, 
pride ourselves on. And that's what made us choose event planning. Very nice. Very nice. So uh, kind of what makes you two experts? I know that, you know, you've, you've expanded a lot on what you do and how you help people, but kind of, I know that this is something, especially with everything going on in the world today, you definitely want somebody that you can trust with everything. So, you know, what kind of makes you guys experts at this? Well, um, I'll, I'll go ahead with this one. Um, Shelly kind of touched on it a little bit is that we just love it. It's, it's, it comes natural to us, everything that, every aspect of it. Um, our thought, pro- we try to think of it as our thought process is our superpower. So once a client comes to us and asks us what they are wanting to do, we start thinking through everything of it, certain things that they wouldn't think of. Um, there's different things that Shelly tends to think of th- through the future. And then I tend to think of like on site or how it would occur, whether it's a virtual or in-person meeting. Um, both her and I have, uh, have worked on all aspects of it where they don't always get to work, um, and, and see it. It's, it's almost like a a manager in a restaurant, you know, they, they start out from one area of a restaurant and, um, and work through it. They're the best managers if they've worked every aspect of it. So many admire our creativity and that's what a lot of them come to us and say, they're like, we've just heard you guys are incredible and what you come up with in themes or different uh, designs or um, whatever, whatever it may be. But uh, we also just like to prepare for the long road. And the other thing, like she said, is servant leaders and we love the hospitality and everybody we encounter that we build relationships on that. And a lot of times that really builds the success of an event because the, the people are what makes it and our relationship with them, they understand the importance. And um, we often get to encounter incredible people that work very hard and make everything help happen. Yeah, I, I would second that, Kimmy, to say our, our relationships, our expert partners. I mean, Kimmy and I don't pretend to know it all. Um, we mm-hmm. like to know a little bit about everything. <laughs> but if we hire people from our audiovisual producers, you know, all the way down, like I said, to our limo drivers who drive um, the companies who drive our VIP guests back and forth, even to people like you who we call and say, we need to do X, Y, and Z. And here's what our, our budget is. And here's what our client wants to achieve. We rely on our expert partners to bring forth to us all these solutions that at the end of the day, you know, make our client happy. So I think that's why we're experts is because we get to, you know, work with experts and hire experts and partner with experts and get to know a little bit about everything. And then we kind of have that expert mentality when it comes to, you know, expectations and without our clients usually fulfilled. That's, you know, Shelly, that's actually a perfect example to say about Eric, because we have worked with numerous uh, premium companies and nobody Seriously, we don't trust anyone as much as we trust Eric on getting it done right and thorough and the knowledge and uh, the professionalism that you bring to it, Eric. So, yeah, you're making me blush over here. Kind of settle down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, like working with you guys, I mean, I've seen some of the uh, different things that you guys have put on. You guys definitely have an expectation level that it's just not a simple handout, a simple giveaway for your clients. You definitely want it to be above and beyond and have a high expectation high perceived value and you expect perfection every time because that's what your clients you know expect from you guys so uh just kind of goes down the line and i'm sure your other vendors that you work with for uh, different other stages of an event you know they feel the same way especially ones that you work with time and time again that's right so all right so here's a good one um with companies there you know i'm sure people 
uh, once everything started happening back in the spring, everybody kind of probably shut down the events and things along those lines. But as people are slowly taking small steps to get back into having events, you know, what are some of your toughest challenges that you've had to face and how are you handling it? Well, great question. You're right, Eric. Um, obviously, the hospitality world, our industry got hit really, really hard and really immediately. I mean, it, it was, you know, as soon as this kind of took news across the nation, I mean, travel halted and events. The first thing we had to do, our biggest challenges were rescheduling. And, you know, it was kind of a panic for everybody, not only personally, but professionally. So we really initially got our events all rescheduled and, um, rebooked, which was great. Our partners, we had no penalties. We had no rebooking fees with our amazing, again, relationships with our hotels and all of our travel partners. Um, so we got really lucky with that, but, you know, since then, you know, like a lot of industries, we've had a number of challenges. Um, gosh, for five plus years that we've been in business, we've been experts, like you said, in in in-person events. So we had to quickly learn the ins and outs of virtual events. So yeah, sure. Do we record our events sometimes and offer them as a recording later for those who couldn't come in the past? Yes. But suddenly our clients were calling us saying, we need you to manage a major Zoom meeting in two weeks and do this, that, the other. So we had to, again, rely on our expert audiovisual partners to help train us up Um, we also did a ton of research and stuff on our own and got pretty versed, um, quickly in, in the virtual thing. But I think as we all know, everybody's kind of getting the zoom fatigue. Um, and so we, our next challenge was how do we get creative with this? So we, um, have tried to get creative with the online experience. So whether it's through offering cooking demos, wine tastings, professional athlete discussions, life coaching, um, that's been a big one lately. People are just trying to learn how to balance their life and we're helping our clients bring that kind of coaching to them. I mean, honestly, people, you know, they aren't getting out there. Have, they have kids at home. You, We all know what we're going through. Each of us have a different story, but just balancing life and our clients offering that to their audience is a big deal. Um, and then obviously with you, just giving relative gifts, um, sending stuff in the mail, offering things that are, that go along with their virtual meeting, just trying to keep our clients engaged with their audience. That's been a big challenge for us, but I think we've done a really good job um, getting them to be interactive as possible with their audience remotely. So um, other things that we're challenged with right now, um, it's just corporate travel policy and personal preference. I think those are kind of things that are maybe battling each other a little bit. Um, As you know, most major corporations have a travel ban. A lot of them do in place or are starting to slowly lift those. But then you come down to like a personal preference. And um, while we are rescheduling meetings for 2021, you know, we're a little nervous about um, are these travel policies going to lift after the first of the year? And then if they don't, we probably need to try to reschedule again and work with our partners gently to, you know, avoid fees. But we also love our hotels and know that they can't sustain these continual reschedulings. Um, So that's a big hurdle for us. And then when, like I said, when it comes down to personal preference, some people just aren't going to feel comfortable traveling for a while, whether it's a health reason, they have an older family member living at home or just paranoia. I mean, at this point, some people just have that choice. And so we are having to learn to balance that, whether, like we said, we offer in-person events next year and have a hybrid um, audiovisual modem attached to that so they can attend them virtually, those who don't, that can't come. Um, but then, you know, after we traveled last week, Eric, uh, Kimmy and I went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and we wanted to go there because it was a lower COVID case market. And so we went there and we were so happy to see, honestly, three out of the four hotels we looked at were sold out with corporate engagements. 
Um, yes, they were having to space out and had all the acrylic and the different things up to, you know, protect people from the food and beverage, any kind of um, COVID influx there, as well as contactless check-in. Um, the rooms were very clean and some of the amenities removed just so that you there's less touch places. All the remotes, you know, cleaned with a sticker around them. Just every little detail. We were so happy to see that. So honestly, um, with all the challenges that are happening, we're just going to have to play it by ear because until corporate starts to release some of their policies and people start to feel comfortable traveling again, um, we are just you know, forever being hopeful at this point that our hospitality industry is out there. They're making adjustments. And as they make adjustments and we stay in tune with those, that we can communicate those to our clients and then help them feel as safe as possible when it comes to executing these events in person again in the next year to come. Okay. Well, you kind of took my fourth question and you kind of wrapped Uh-oh. it all up into one, but that's fine. <laughs> We're good to go there. But uh, I guess I guess I can ask another question. I know like in our industry, we have a huge trade show in January in Orlando. That's actually already been pushed out till the end of March, kind of as a hopefully it'll happen. But, uh, and I know Vegas is huge when it comes to the trade show industry. Uh, do you think that everybody's kind of waiting to see how things, because I think they're open and having events, at least some. Do you think they're kind of just seeing how things are going in Vegas and trying to play the, um, I guess, kind of being a, they're setting a bar and trying to see how it goes before anybody else does anything kind of larger scale type corporate event or just kind of trade show event? Um, I I would say personally that the, I, I was a little shocked that CES being one of the largest ones is still moving forward, you know, just because of everybody taking all these precautions and then CES being the biggest one. But I think, I mean, they have to, it, it, these things can't keep happening online because it's just not the same effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be, they might be waiting, but um, again, you can't build a relationship um, through the speaker and through the screen. You know, you can't shake a hand. I mean, not that everybody's doing that now, right now it's kind of elbow, you know, just elbow to elbow <laughs> if everybody's okay with that. Um, but you, it, that nothing competes with the in-person. So yeah, they might be waiting for how those go, but I really think it's all just going to happen as the year turns and everybody realize that the, everything is coming back and there's ways to go about it and still be successful and not live in the fear. But it, it's, it's corporate, I think corporate policy to be safe. They're all doing it just through the end of the year. And then I think the beginning of next year, we'll see a huge difference. Yeah, and one of our corporate um, procurement hotel partners who does a lot of work in Vegas did say that, yeah, there. I mean, while some stuff's starting to open up, there are still a lot of places closed actually out there, some of the bigger venues. But it it will be a trickle effect, Eric. I think it'll we'll see the smaller groups. Yes, CES is a big one. But outside of that, you're going to see smaller groups, you know, groups of 100, just because of even space. Think about spaces in a ballroom. You used to be able to fit, I'm just going to make this up, you know, 400 people in a ballroom, and now you can only fit. 150. So they're even the venues themselves are having to adjust. Can they even hold these larger groups with this social or this social spacing um, right now? So I don't know. I see it slowly adding on as maybe the six foot rule starts to lessen. Uh, people feel safer. I really personally and professionally don't see any major, major, major conventions coming like in the thousands coming back for the next two to four years. I just think it's going to take this first year for these small groups, the most important people in that group to, to, 
to travel and to set an example. And then from there, we'll start seeing the bigger groups, but we have to have the space. I mean, if you even look at, you know, some of the bigger places here in Dallas, I mean, they aren't Dallas Fort Worth. They're not going to be able to hold where they used to hold 1500. They might be able to only hold 500 now. So it's just the amount of space that a facility can hold at this point. So a lot of hotels are partnering, they're offering, you know, they're um, trying to work with people in their air or other hotels in their area so they can hold more people and still have an effective, convention with more than a couple of hundred people. But yes, I think it's going to be a trickle down. I think the next two to four years, we'll start seeing Vegas really get packed again. Should we not have another wave of COVID? And well, and also too, what the clients need to know too right now is the hotels are trying to get those, those events in. So they're offering better deals than they have ever. And they would not, they probably will not start keep those deals going. So now is actually a good time for them to even start considering it instead of waiting till next year. Well, sounds good. I mean, especially for us being event-driven industries, you know, the sooner the better. But we definitely understand why it might take a little longer than it should. But um, but I, is there anything that we might not have covered, or you might want to talk about to kind of wrap things up? No, I think just overall, whoever the listeners out there, I mean, I think this is just a human thing. I mean, Kimberly and I, or you know, we started this business five years ago, and just like other industries that have been hit hard by this situation, and um, you know, everybody's going through different personal things too. I think just to have hope and and you know, really have faith. And if it's something that you love to do, you know, Kimmy and I are just we have decided, you know, we want to do this. We, we this is not going to stop us. We are, you know, we have hope and faith that in the next year things are going to start turning around, and you know. Um, just, I think, keep that. I think gathering is a, you know, when you look at that verb itself, it's mm-hmm. part of what we have to do as humankind. I mean, period, mm-hmm. whether it's with your neighbors or your family, um, we are built and bred. Most people, except for major introverts are together. And, um, but I think overall, just people to people and human to human, just to have faith and stay strong and be positive. And if we can take care of ourselves, you know, in the future, when our industries do come back, we'll be able to take care of other people again. So that's kind of where we are. Um, but we are so appreciative, like I said, for even for you, Eric, I mean, now where you might've been a smaller partner of ours, cause we maybe ordered a few things for a large event. Now you've become kind of a big deal when it comes to our clients with you, because they're like, what can we send? What can we send? How can we help our people? How can we help our customers? How, what's, you know, what's coming up for the holidays. Um, and so those things where they used to be maybe an afterthought or a last minute thought from our clients, they're really starting to use them as tools to help, you know, either their internal sales or um, internal operations folks, or even their external customers. So Again, thank you for your team turning everything around and working with us because it's partners like you who make us experts at what we do. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But uh, <laughs> why don't you guys let everybody know website, how to find you on social media? Oh, go ahead, Shell. Okay. Our website is Think New Events. So it's Think N-E-U Events. My last name is Newman, so our company's name Think New after my last name. So thinknewevents.com, and then you can find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook under Think New Events. So um, just do a search, and you'll find us there. And then Kimberly and I, you can you can connect with us personally, too, via our Kimberly Willis and Shelly Newman. You'll see us on Think New Events as well. So thank you, Eric, for everything. And we look forward to, if anybody has any corporate needs in mind or knows anybody or just will need some creative thoughts or just some fun fresh energy we are here to chat you're being way too nice but (laughs) (laughs) but thank you guys for taking the time to spend with me today good luck with you and your clients for the upcoming events and always i am eric with promo logic i'm here to get you branded 